It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton. Here with me today is Jeff Miller. Hi, Jeff. Morning. How are you? I'm fine. Yourself? Good. Good. It's going to be a good day. Uh, I got that uh, I'm fine yourself from George Summers, who calls in to, he's part of the Inside the Outdoor show every Saturday on 97.5 FM from 8 to 9, <laughs> and it's just stuck with me. He all, he answers that the same way every time. They say, how are you? He says, I'm fine yourself, and now <laughs> I have started saying it. So thanks, George. But uh, Sounds old-timey. He, he is a, I think he either owns or runs a Sportsman's Warehouse. Okay. So uh, he's a good guy. I like George Summers a lot. Uh, we got the varsity in for producer today, though. Lloyd Cole uh, taking care of us today. Bringing in the real big team. Yeah, and it's a, it's a testament. In the big that, time. I mean, he's, he's, what, he's been in the business 15, 17 years. He's not too big for a Saturday morning shift, shop. though. So. He'll, he'll step back. Now he has stepped to, out to the little people. He has stepped out for a moment so I can compliment him, and he'll never Without know him it. Knowing. Yeah, yeah, he won't ever go back. Because I'll listen. never do it with him listening. No, so. you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> no, Lloyd. Lloyd is a great person and a wonderful friend and a terrific supervisor. And when he gets back in here, he'll never know that I feel that way. So, but Jeff, how is life, buddy? I hear that you are in your new digs. I am. I am. I have a home again, and I'm happy. So that's good. <laughs> I have a home again. <laughs> Uh, we uh, and I bring that up because we've talked about you. You're driving the the hybrid Crosstrek, mm-hmm. and you were getting some good stuff between your rental in Park City and work. But yeah, now since I've been back, I've been getting 65, 70 miles a gallon. That's not real. That that can't yeah, be real. Sixty five, seventy is about what we're doing right now. I haven't got a chance to really figure it out because I've been moving back and forth a lot, not on my like regular schedule. But yeah. It's awesome. It's a lot. Uh, and uh, so I haven't filled with gas since I moved, so that's a good sign. Seriously. I've got gone through a quarter tank of gas in the last week and a half. <laughs> that's terrific. Oh, I want a, a hybrid more and more you talk about it. So we'll talk about that. We got more to – I want to get your thoughts on the end of the strike last week uh, with the uh, Auto Workers Union and uh, other things. But first, it's a new month. October ended. It did. It went right Officially. by. Right by us. We are in November now. Crazy that these are the final two months of the year. What did you dress up for Halloween? Uh, me. Just up as yourself? Yeah. Well, the plan was I was going to be Bob Ross. Yeah. My wife was going to be a happy little tree. The baby dressed as Elmo, and she ended up being the only one that participated. So The baby didn't dress up? And- no, the baby oh, did. Oh, I was going to yeah. say. Just your wife. <laughs> just your walking wife, just around a, like a tree. Just a random tree running around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a bad husband because my wife really enjoys that stuff, and I kind of- That is bad. I even dressed up. What'd you dress as? I dressed up as the Grinch. Really? Yeah, I had a Grinch onesie. Rolled around the neighborhood. Where did you find that? It's like in the pajama section at okay. Target. Okay. <laughs> it's actually really warm. It was really nice. Complete with hood and yeah, all. Yeah, hood and all. Yeah, it was really a nice, warm. Will night. you ever wear it again? I don't for know. For like pajamas. For like pajama day? I don't know. It seems pretty warm. Christmas Eve pajamas. It's possible. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird to be the Grinch on Christmas Eve. No, it's It's more a- of a Christmas Day kind of thing where he's a nice Grinch. Oh, true. Yeah. Christmas Eve, he's a mean Grinch. Well, what dad isn't honoring on Christmas Eve? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I want you to, I want to see you in that sometime you come in and do the show. As the and my wife wore a full onesie unicorn. It was pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. Found that also in the same yeah, pajama same, section. Same what were the kids? Um, Godzilla, um, the Minecraft Creeper. What is that? Have you seen him like Minecraft? No, oh, I know what like Minecraft, Minecraft is. Game, yeah. Like the green thing, like the green boxy thing that runs around in Minecraft. Oh, wow. He was that. Wow. And my daughter was a mermaid. Oh, cute. Well, uh, this has nothing to do with cars, but did you see the story in Syracuse about the trick-or-treater that got home and emptied his candy and found a the, wedding ring? Found a wedding ring? A wedding ring. Wow. In his, uh, in his candy. Did they find him? So, uh, the, no, not yet. The He wants to get her back to the owner, obviously. It's a men's... Uh, wedding band, and he gave it to Syracuse police. So if you were up in Syracuse and lost your wedding ring to a trick-or-treater, call the Syracuse police, describe it, and they'll get it back to you. But 
crazy. Probably, I think we I think we're really big in Syracuse. Yeah, we've got a lot of listeners. <laughs> we've got a really big. Oh, this says Syracuse, New York. No, still big. That no, I'm kidding. It's Syracuse, Utah. But we got some listeners. I got some up there. So uh, there you, you go. the the worst Halloween story though. Which one ever? Okay, is the elementary school kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elementary school kid dresses up as a Nazi soldier. <sighs> no. Dressed up as Hitler. As Hitler. Okay, yeah, so as Hitler. Himself, yeah. Which, not that it's not like, well, it was just a Nazi soldier. It wasn't Hitler. It's Hitler, but there's neither one is should be allowed out of his home that morning. No. Really. So the principal and the teacher have been suspended. Now, wouldn't uh, that kid walk into that school and they'd be like, go home? Apparently he made a couple laps through the parade before someone pulled him out of that thing. Yeah, he made it quite a bit, quite quite far. So they'll have to uh, work through that. It's very disappointing. Uh, it, it was it made it infuriated me really. And I would like to hear from the parents. I would like an explanation, not an excuse, but an explanation. Because I would like to believe that this was just somehow slipped past them, and they weren't approving of it. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Did they know of this? And we're like, yeah, that's fine. It's just a Halloween costume because it's not just a Halloween costume. The teacher apologized and said she didn't know the mark was a religious symbol. She's a teacher. <laughs> didn't yeah, we, we have a, a religious symbol? I guess the Nazi symbol they consider, I don't know. It's not a religious symbol. It's well, a, it is. It's hate, a hate against religious symbol. It's a Buddhist uh, symbol. Yeah, whatever. But it's not. Not in that t- context. Uh, aye, yeah. Aye, aye. yeah, Halloween was weird. It was cold, uh, but not as cold as it was, should have probably been expected to be. So, hopefully everyone had a good time, enjoyed the, the kids out there, had a great time, and thank goodness we don't have to do it for another year. I'm not a Halloween guy. Not a Halloween guy. No, never have been. I remember even as a kid, like, really? I gotta do this? I like kids coming to the door. I like staying home, like giving candy to kids. That's not too bad. Yeah, seeing yeah. their kids, seeing their costumes, and seeing their smile and happy. The doorbell gets incessant at some point. Here's though. the best oh. part. Okay, then we'll go on. We'll get to car stuff. But here's the last okay. part of this. So, so we went out trick or treating, right? The new house, and so I just got being here in Vivint Smart Home Arena. I had Vivint installed in my house, and so I have sure. a door. I have a doorbell cam, and so my doorbell cam caught three 14 year old boys stealing all the candy out of my candy bowl my honesty bowl I put on the front the porch the honesty bowl <laughs> right like the please take one so we had two or three kids come by took their one piece of candy like they're supposed to and then all of a sudden you see this van pull up and uh-huh. three 14 year old boys with backpacks come up score wow karma's gonna get those kids did you call their mommy and daddy I don't know who they are oh <laughs> mom and dad are probably driving the van <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, oh, so this was after you had left to go trick or treat. Yeah, like yourself. we got back yeah. to the house like seven forty-five, and the candy was gone. We checked the camera and <laughs> caught those got little boys. Yeah, like Bog- we had a second bag, so we were ready, prepared for the rest of the trick or treaters right. coming. But like Boyan Bogdanovich, you caught the 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 guy on your front porch. Yep. I guess he's not catching anyone in that commercial. Have you seen that commercial? Yeah, I've seen that commercial. Where Bowler is yeah. underneath the mask or whatever. All right, it is Utah Car Sense. We'll get into some car stuff. Your phone number is 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. As mentioned, the varsity back there today, Lloyd Cole, ready to answer your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. And Jeff, uh, we'll get into numbers here in a moment, but the poll question this week, I, we've done it before, but it has to come back. Because we even talked about it on Tony and Austin earlier this week. When it snows, everyone somehow forgets that they've driven in snow before, and it turns into no more rules, no more regulations. Everyone just tries to get where they're going as fast or as slow as they can, and they forget that there's still laws and physics, physical laws also apply. It's true. So I wanted to know what annoys people about winter drivers, or just drivers in general. 855 855- 340 zone. Everyone that calls in today is entered to win a four pack of VIP lounge movie passes. Luckily, we don't have any cold days coming. It's supposed to be pretty warm for the next couple weeks. Is it? Yeah. So we're looking at snow, what, around Thanksgiving again? Probably. Yeah, it doesn't get below 30 in the next two weeks. Oh, thank goodness. It's been rough the last few days. It's been cold. Yep. Uh, by the way, <laughs> so cold that a water main broke up in Layton last night. Oh. Not not a good not a good thing at all. But was that your water main? It was not my water main. It was my parents. My parents' water main. All right. Uh, it is the first Saturday of the month, and that means we need to report on numbers for October, Jeff. How was it for the industry? 
So, October total numbers. So October was actually up. So that was a, was a good sign. October was up two and a half percent. So not too bad. I think the SARS number was just shy of seventeen million, which is a good number to also. What's a SARS number? So that's the adjustable rate. It's a seasonally okay. adjusted auto rate where they. So they're expecting now that sales will cross seventeen million again, which is a good okay. number. That's yeah. a good healthy number for the auto industry. There were a couple of big increases though out there. The Honda was a really surprising one out there. So the Honda was up 8%. Why do you think that was? They say it's trucks. Honda Ridgelines? They say it's Honda Ridgelines that made the big push part of it, which is crazy to me. I like I like the look of a Honda Ridgeline, but I think my number one concern would be Honda does not make trucks. That would just be my yeah, concern. 18% but... in light truck deliveries at the Honda brand. Wow. That was the increase. Good for them. Yeah, Toyota had a drop. So Toyota was down 1.5%. What's some of the other ones out there? The big boy, let's see. Um, What happened with the, uh, did the union affect GM at all? Yeah, General Motors took a hit. Let me see if I can find GM. This sheet's all mixed up, so. And it was a, we'll remind people, it was a down September, a little bit down. Oh, it's because GM won't release. They won't tell? Yeah, remember, because we talked about this a few months ago, that Fiat, GM, and Ford have announced that they will not release monthly numbers anymore. They release quarterly. That's right. So you do not get those numbers. So we only know that they are losing numbers at the quarter instead of every month now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you can count on that it... They definitely took a hit. Subaru mustered a, another monthly record after losing it last month of a massive increase of 0.2%. Okay. <laughs> now, then that was how many months? 17 months in a row? Or no, 90-something 90 months in a row. Yeah. Two months in a row that broke last last month. And inventory has been a big issue for Subaru. They're just low on inventory. It's National you? Day supplies, 20, 25 days. It's, oh, God. And you want it more close to 60, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 45 yeah. to 60 is more healthy. Was it you that told me that uh, the streak wasn't necessarily planned to end, but they were okay with it ending? I think they were pretty happy with it. I think just getting rid of the pressure of hitting that number every month is, although now you get these months like this, and I'm not saying anything, but when you beat a record by like 140 cars, I don't know if they magically found some fleet in there at the end of the (laughs) month. Just saying, like if they had the choice between showing a negative 0.1 and a positive (laughs) 0.2, I think they could figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> Talk someone into buying a new fleet in October, not in the first week of November. Kind of yeah. like what we do at the store. If we're one car short of a goal, since we're one price and we can't just give a car away, we generally, our, you see our sales managers wandering around the dealership trying to find an employee to buy a car. And <laughs> sell to their workers. Huh? So are you sure you want to trade that lease in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, September or October was good to Subaru then. That's yeah, good. not a bad month. I mean, I think they're they're fifty five thousand cars, fifty five five for October. They're five hundred eighty thousand for the year, up almost four percent. They're within striking distance. They need one hundred twenty thousand cars in the next two months, so two sixty thousand month sixty thousand car months, which is doable for Subaru to hit that seven hundred number they want to hit. So seven hundred thousand cars is just a crazy number of Subarus retailed in this country. Yeah, that's that is nuts. Uh, well, it's been a bit of a weird year overall for the industry. It's been up and down, but mostly a little bit down, right? Overall for the year, not too far down, but right underneath yeah, what it was last 0.8% year. Point eight percent is what they have yeah. on that. So it's just a little bit down, but pretty flat. I mean, you could call it. You probably call that a flat year. It'll be really interesting to see when numbers come out at the end of the quarter what the strike did. That's I'm really interested to know that. And when will that be? Uh, the end of December. Yeah, so you won't see it till end of December. So January probably. Yeah. Uh, so the first show in January here, we'll tell you what the the numbers did, or the, what the strike did to the numbers. But we'll, overall, let's start there, Jeff. How what how good of news is it that the strike is over? It doesn't truly affect Subaru directly, but it affects everybody. It affects the no, industry. It absolutely yeah. affects Subaru directly. Does it, it? affects everybody in the car industry directly because it affects suppliers, and these suppliers affect everybody. I mean, it's less than... You're all using the same yeah, suppliers? everybody's using the same suppliers. Everyone's using similar steel companies. Everybody's using these same major suppliers in this country. And so when they take a big hit, it throws risk of those guys going out of business. And if they go out of business, then it affects every other manufacturer. It's like when the tsunami hit. And it was really bad planning, but like 65 or 70% of the airbag chips in the country were made by one company in Fuji, in Fuji, Japan, wherever... Where, the Fujikura, Fuji. 
Oh, I don't remember. Like yeah. But anywhere where the tsunami hit and there was the meltdown, there was the one place that they made these chips. And so literally the chips stopped and everybody in the entire country stopped production. Hmm. Entire world. Because they couldn't get this one stupid chip to go in the thing. I remember our CEO at one point at the next meeting, we had our national business conference, stood on stage and literally in his hand did this and held up the chip. Uh, to show what so it this was. this is what happened. Wow. And so now they're, they're smarter about it now. There's redundancy. and But the strike ending is a very good thing for everyone, especially the workers who, going into Christmas, need paychecks. Yeah, certainly. you got families to feed and the, and presents to buy and just – Kids, the the kids that uh, their mom and dad work at these factories and and work, they don't deserve to be affected and not have a good holiday season. The sad thing for the whole strike stuff is the news that came out, I think it was yesterday, about the UAW president. I didn't see this. So the UAW president has been asked to take a leave of absence amid a corruption probe. He's been implicated in a federal corruption investigation so far as resulted in 12 charges and 10 guilty pleas. His decision to go on play leaves comes two days after prosecutors accused a former aide to Jones and six other officials of embezzling $1.5 million in union funds and filing false expense reports to conceal their wrongdoing. Wow. Whoa. $1.5 million in union dues mm-hmm. that he was stealing. Or allegedly. Mis- or misusing. Wow. So they're out there trying to get this thing settled while this is happening at the leadership, which wow. is pretty ugly. That's terrible. That I I hope he didn't do it, but obviously, what are the odds he didn't? If there's that much evidence there, man. Well, it's a it put it. Well, how well, how long was it? Forty seven days, forty eight days, somewhere in there. Uh, and it was the second longest strike ever. I, I think I read that. Yeah. So glad it's over. Glad it's fixed. Glad there wasn't too much. Selfishly, I'm glad there wasn't too much damage done to the economy because of it. Could have been bad. But you but don't know. But, I mean, we'll see. You yeah. don't know what that damage. I mean, GDP we'll for the third quarter was only 1.9, which isn't a, a robust number. It's been worse. That's been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it's done to the economy yet. You'll find that out on the fourth quarter GDP number. So there you go. Glad the strike is over. Hey, uh, before we take our first break here today, uh, Jeff, I wanted to run this thing by uh, from Torque News. Torque News, by the way, is one of these paid websites where companies can pay them to talk about their product. Or other companies can pay them to talk badly about other products. So take this with whatever grain of salt you can. <laughs> Sounds like a really good website. <laughs> Same as Consumer Reports, if we're being honest. But hey, moving right along. Sounds here. like Fox News. Oh, oh hey, 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 oh, yeah. hey. Uh, left Sorry. turn. Uh, right turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get back in the game. Torque News has this uh, piece called Two Things Subaru <laughs> Customers Love About Their Vehicles and Two Things They Don't. I wanted to run these by you. The two things that, what, first of all, what do you think are the number one and two things that a Subaru owner would love about their vehicle? All-wheel drive. That is one of them, yes, for sure. Safety. That's the other one. Safety and all-wheel drive, yes. Subaru safety uh, performance is important when they buy a new all-wheel drive vehicle. The J.D. Power U.S. Tech Choice study agrees because three of the top five technologies consumers most prefer in their next vehicle are related to crash prevention, and Subaru customers love that the brand leads all automakers. Customers want safe vehicles. That's that's just how it is. The IIHS says Subaru leads all automakers in safety performance and crash avoidance. Uh, they have achieved top safety pick plus awards on seven of their 19 models, 2019 models, I should say, more than any other automaker. The Ascent, the Crosstrek, the Impreza, Sedan, and Five Door, Legacy, Outback, and WRX all earned the highest ratings in the latest safety testing. And then the other thing you mentioned is all-wheel drive. Subaru brand started the all-wheel drive small SUV segment. It's what put Subaru on the map and why they've had 11 straight years of year-over-year growth Subaru doesn't adapt all-wheel drive components to a front- or rear-wheel drive vehicle. They develop all their multi-use vehicles around symmetrical all-wheel drive. We've talked about that before, but real quick, what is the difference? What is symmetrical all-wheel drive, and why does that make it better? So the idea of it is most all-wheel drive systems are add-ons. So most cars aren't built as all-wheel drive cars. They're built as a front-wheel drive car, and then they add a differential on and make it an all-wheel drive car. Even though all-wheel drive means it's all the time, you can't switch it off and on. But the way a Subaru is built is it's one system all the way through. So what happens is, is if you look at a straight drive line down the middle of the car, the middle line down the car, the differential on an additional car will go on the right or the left of the thing. So it adds a more weight to one side of the car. 
where a Subaru system is symmetrical all the way down. The right side looks the same as the left side. So it's one line of power. You have no right turns in the power. Mm. You don't lose gas mileage. You get better power. So the weight is distributed yeah, and when evenly. It's, it's where you get torque steer. So when you hear the word torque steer, it's because there's weight on one side of the car. When you hit the gas, it's pulling you one direction. I see. Or the power is coming from one side of the car. And that doesn't happen in a Subaru. You don't get as much. There's always some. Uh, okay. And then uh, the two things that they say that Subaru customers don't like. And uh, by the way, when I, said, when I was like, okay, what is this going to be? Neither of these things are all that big of a deal. Uh, the the f- number one thing is that the there have been complaints about the 2019 Forester having conservative styling. <laughs> conservative like- styling, that's a problem. What? Uh, yeah, it's not a sports car. I don't. I don't yeah, tell you, it's, it's a, a family weird. car. Uh, and then the second one, which is one of the things I just adore about my Crosstrek, so this is weird to me, is the CVT automatic transmissions. Really? Why do people... So the, the, it's continuous, continually variable transmission. How is that? What, what is exactly I, CVT? I think there's a bad... I mean, I think CVTs have a bad rap from the past, and different right. companies have used CVTs that have broken and been horrible, but Subaru's has been pretty good. And it's a great transmission. It's so smooth. It has so yeah. much more power than a regular transmission. It, it, I think it's And a it great saves gas mileage, at least in my opinion. Totally. It, it, Absolutely I've, does. I've experienced that. And, and the, they even add... <laughs> It said it says in here that the original complaint was that people couldn't tell when their car was shifting because there wasn't the is that bad? sound. Do you care? Well, apparently they people cared enough that Subaru has now put an artificial sound when your car shifts, <laughs> it, so it, so that people won't freak out because they were bringing their cars back saying my transmission's broken and it wasn't. It was just so smooth you didn't hear or feel it changing. So now they've put in artificial sound so that no one freaks out. So those are the if those are the two things you're doing all right we're fine yeah, it's I just we're fine all right on that one all right uh, phone number eight five five three four zero zone eight five five three four zero zone we'll take our first break here on Utah Car Sense reminder poll question today what annoys you about the drivers around you eight five five three four zero zone we got a four pack of movie passes on the line for one lucky caller coming up later in the show. Got to talk about uh, this new technology that could power an electric car battery in less than a football commercial time. Less time it takes to watch commercials during a football game. And rats driving cars? Kind of. <laughs> talk about it next on Utah Car Sense. Listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> Welcome back, Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Lloyd Cole picking the soundtrack of the day, which we usually do only on the movie zone, but we're doing it here today on like Utah it. Car Sense from Gone in 60 Seconds because Lloyd. <laughs> Decided he was going to wake up on a Saturday morning. morning. I think Lloyd should figure out how to get us just theme music from Nicolas Cage movies for the whole show. (laughs) The the esteemed Victorian Shakespearean actor, Nicolas Jonathan Cage. I don't know what his middle name is, but he's bad. He's He's bad. bad. You are incorrect. All right. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Is Nicolas Cage... You're going to lose on this. Is you're, Nicolas you are Cage, absolutely going to lose this. I have full <laughs> confidence in our listeners. Is Nicolas Cage a good actor, or does he just make dumb movies that we all like, but they're really bad movies? Like, I like his movies. They're bad movies, though. That's Him all I'm in saying. Face Off as Caster Troy was unbelievable. He was but excellent. a horrendously bad movie. That's awesome. Not even close yes. to it's bad like, movie. It's like over the top. You love it, but it's awful. But you still love it. That evil smile that he does I just gives be- me chills. I can't believe they let this guy run a movie show. <laughs> okay. I get that enough I on Twitter. I can't believe it. Jeff Miller. I, that's good from my pseudonyms. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's either stick to movies or stick to sports. I get it every Pierre, day. Pierre, so. what's my name? Pierre or something? <laughs> Pierre of the... Of the <laughs> what was Mitt Romney's... LaCosta? Uh, what's Mitt Romney's fake name? Oh, Delecto. Delecto. Pierre, Pierre Delecto. I, that's twice this week I've said Do you LaCosta. see his kids dress up as it? 
His uh, grandkid. His grandson yeah. dressed yeah. out. I that thought was... you were going to say Pierre Gar- Garçon. Pierre Garçon. I thought that was pretty awesome. The wide receiver. <laughs> All right, 855-340-ZONE. Tell Jeff why Nicolas Cage is bad, but you still like his movies. Why Nicolas Cage is awesome. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? You pick one, not nine. One. My favorite Nicolas Cage movie. I liked Face Off. I liked The Rock. Do you like National Treasure? I like National Treasure. Absolutely so do I. love it. I, but love I do too. Treasures. But they're one and two. But they're bad. But I like them. It's that easy. Lloyd. I, I quit. Lloyd. <laughs> what about? Uh, I listen to like Raising Arizona. Good movie. Leaving Las Vegas. Not a good movie. What about uh, It Could Happen to You? Great movie. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Terrible movie, and he's not in that. That's not giant debt. Of of course you liked It Could Happen to You. Why wouldn't I? Why? I don't know, but of course you did. Because he's a sap. Yeah. That's a great, (laughs) great movie. That is a good movie. All right. That you don't like Nicolas Cage? uh, No. I do. (laughs) It's I do like him. But I know that he's bad. It's it's nah, it's that, that doesn't even make sense. It does make complete sense. It's like if someone likes carrot tops comedy, but said nobody ever. But, well, someone does because he's really rich and successful. But he's really really bad. Like and no one no one admits to ever liking Nickelback. But people do go to Nickelback shows and buy Nickelback tickets and CDs and whatever. No one buys CDs anymore. All right, uh, let's talk about this uh, while we wait for some phone calls. Eight five five three four zero zone. Rats that learn to drive. This is craziness. Uh, There was a study done, uh, I want to say in Asia. I can't remember where this was. But there's these rats that they have in laboratories. Nope, it wasn't. It was University of Richmond. A new study at the University of Richmond, Jeff Miller, has determined that rats who learn to drive are more able to cope with stress. Learn to drive like little mini rat cars? They have these little tiny, they look almost like Hot Wheels, but they've been motorized. You can teach a rat to drive? Apparently. Apparently so. The aim of the research was to see what effect the environment a rat was raised in had on its ability to learn new tasks. Although that kind of thing has been studied in the past, the tests haven't been particularly complicated. Anyone who has spent time around rats will know they're actually quite resourceful. So the team, led by Professor Kelly Lambert, my favorite professor at the University of Richmond, came up this time with something a little more involved than navigating a maze, driving. And if you're going to drive, uh, teach rats to drive, first you need to build them a car, or as they have called it, a ROV. Look at these little cars. A rat-operated vehicle. They're adorable. The chassis and powertrain come from a robot car kit, and a transparent plastic food container provided the body. Explaining the idea of a steering wheel and pedals to rats was probably too difficult, so the controls were three copper wires stretched across an opening cut out of the front of the bodywork and an aluminum plate on the floor. When a rat stood on the plate and gripped a copper bar, a circuit was completed and the motors engaged. One bar made the car turn to the left, one made it turn to the right, and the third made it go straight ahead. There is a video showing a rat driving this car around uh, this little uh, test box. Drives better than some of the drivers around here. Not even a, a contest. You're absolutely 100% right. It, it finds it. It finds its way around this thing to the to the food, to the water it needs. It drives. It's 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 adorable. But the <laughs> the end of the the end of the uh, study showed that these rats that were otherwise stressed when they got into these vehicles were less stressed. They were able to cope with the stress better when they were driving their vehicle than when they were just running around looking for the food out of the vehicle. Crazy, right? Yeah. Because does that do you do you have does that does driving have that effect on you? Relieving it can, stress. right? But for the most yeah. part, I get more stressed when I'm driving. Interesting. <laughs> it's that's Put some music on. I bet you didn't know I could get more stressed. What kind of music you listen to? Is this something we need to talk about? Uh, twelve eighty ninety seven five the zone. That'll do it. Listen to like Gordon. <laughs> no, I listen to Gordon when I'm here. Yeah, obviously, but listening to uh, PK singing in the morning that would that'll, that'll get it going. Uh, I actually um, when I was, when I drive home at night, I drive home in silence. When I'm driving home between six thirty and seven thirty each night, I I just I have nothing on, because I've been on all day. You know, I don't want to have anything just on. Just pure quiet. And that's actually my drive home is actually pretty relaxing, 
It's my drive to work, I think, that I get real stressed. But I, f- I found that fascinating that these little rats, first of all, were able to learn how to drive a car, and second of all, it brought their stress levels down rather than making it worse. Okay, uh, let's also talk about this new charging technology, Jeff. New charging technique could power an electric car battery in 10 minutes or one-fifth the time it takes a Pac-12 official to review a, a replay. <laughs> Tesla and other car companies are selling a record number of EVs, but even at souped-up supercharger stations, the cars still require up to 50 minutes to top off their batteries. A new advance may change that. One strategy for boosting battery charging speeds has been to raise the battery temperature during charging, which accelerates the chemical reactions inside the battery. But keeping batteries at high temperatures can cause components to break down quickly, obviously. Researchers now report they can prevent this breakdown and allow fast charging if the heat is added just for short periods. By heating up a charging device for to 60 degrees Celsius for just 10 minutes, they were able to speed the incorporation of lithium ions into layers of graphite that make up the anode, or anodes, excuse me, uh, the key step in recharging the battery. If scaled up, this would allow them to add 320 kilometers in driving range to conventional lithium-ion batteries. the battery before you charge it. So uh, at different stages of its charging, they'll add, they'll introduce heat during the charging, then take so the heat away. Some danger to heating up batteries, and that's what it, that's what it, I was wondering as well. Because as it said in the first paragraph, you heat stuff up, it could damage the the thing. But or, have you ever plugged your phone in, and while it's charging, it heats up and gets really warm? Yeah. The same thing they're saying is happening here, and so they're going to make these charging stations that will introduce cooling. As it's charging, then take the cooling away. It'll heat up again, then introduce cooling again, rather than the whole time it's charging just being really hot. And they say that that will add the, it'll speed up the charging, and it will add 320 kilometers to the driving range. I don't know if I believe that part, by the way. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's a, that's a big, big number. What's 320 kilometers? That's a uh, kilometer is a little more than a mile, is it not? 200 miles, probably? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was more than a mile. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about that. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to do a, a little Google here. But that's a that's a big number. So I was close. Was it two seventeen? One ninety eight point eight. You was uh, two off. You were really that's close. That's pretty good. You've done this before, Jeff. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's great because one of my concerns about electric vehicles, my number one concern is range. Like to 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 abandon combustion engine completely and go not even hybrid but to go to just electric you gotta you gotta give me more range than is out there right now that's for me to do it without question but then my second one is how long it takes to charge the car because you know your phone takes a long time already to charge your car's bigger and that's why they're still working the plug-in world is because you get the best of both worlds is that you fill up with gas so you can have the electric and that's why the hybrid's a beautiful machine right now Mm-hmm. EV might be the future, but the far the the future future. But it's tough, like because when you run, I mean, if you have a two hundred fifty mile range, and then it takes you a half hour to charge. Most people don't have a half hour to go sit at a gas station. Yeah, exactly, at a charging station or whatever. And uh, it, it's right because if you're going on a road trip in your electric vehicle, you got to plan in half hour stoppages to gas up. Essentially, at, at least, yeah. yeah. Just depends if it even allows a supercharger. Like, so that's that's gonna be a big question. I'm interested to see what happens with Subaru's, Toyota's joint venture. Yeah, that's a recently new thing. I'm not sure you and I have talked about it. So Toyota and Subaru have been working together for for decades, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But now this is they've joined the technology of Toyota's electric vehicle with the actual vehicles of Subaru. Is that how I'm understanding it? Yeah, so there's an article that came out on Automotive News last night talking about two EVs on one platform. How are you going to tell them apart, right? So Subaru, because Subaru's going to do a full electric crossover, and it's going to be on their nameplate, but it's built with Toyota. So the question is, is it going to be like the BRZ and the 86? Like, how do you differentiate the two? Different body designs? Like, no one really knows what it's going to be happen, but they did release some information about what the car is going to be like. Let's see if I can find that. So they think it's going to be uh, about the size of a RAV4 or a Forester. Okay. It's going to be developed as a global vehicle. It also might be offered in a front-wheel drive variant. 
an all-wheel drive with two motors, so a front-wheel drive with only one motor or an all-wheel drive with two motors. Uh, they're hoping for it to go on sale. This says on sales in the first half of the 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sometime between 2020 and 2025. Okay. <laughs> that's not bad. That's in the near future, man. Sometimes these studies come out and it's like, ah, we're aiming for 2050. And it's like, I don't, that does mean nothing. 2025? I can yeah, live with it'd that. It's interesting to see how they make a Toyota version and a Subaru version. Because they're not just going to be one or the other. Yeah, they've got to have them. They can't show the same car and just put a different badge on it. They've got to do something to differentiate the two. Well, my just my initial guess is that we won't know. It'll just be a Subaru, and this will just be a Toyota, yeah, but they're sharing each other's stuff inside underneath yeah, the hood, so to speak. Similar body, just little differences on the body parts, probably. And this, this is not the only uh, two companies teaming up in these in this kind of way. Uh, everyone seems to be pairing off uh, in, this, in this realm mm-hmm. of late. I'm not remembering the exact pairings right now, but Honda's with somebody, Ford got with somebody, everyone found a partner and is dancing trying to figure this future stuff out together. And it, it makes complete sense because you don't have to hire an entirely new team. You just take people you have that are good at what they do. They take people they have that are it good at what they do. a lot of money in R&D. And join together. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shared technology. And the car, car manufacturers have been sharing technology for as long as you can imagine. I mean, the, the hybrid plug-in hybrid I'm driving right now is a Toyota engine. Well, not Toyota engine, but a Toyota power tri- drivetrain system. Mm-hmm. So they... They all share. They all pay each other for their technology. A lot of times these guys come up with different ideas. Like, um, So Subaru on the new Outback and Legacy has the ability to do wireless charger stuff, but it's patented by another manufacturer. Okay. So they have to pay the other manufacturer for every uh. one they put in a car. <laughs> That's not a, an ideal situation, no, but, but it works. It goes back to intermittent windshield wipers. Wow, yeah. Stuff like that happens. There's a whole movie on that. Yo, did Greg you see that movie? movie. Was it, did you like that movie? Yeah. <laughs> it is so low for a movie called Flash of Genius. Yeah, it's a slow. It's movie. pretty slow. It's a slow movie. You got to be into it. But it's an interesting story. It's a really interesting story. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the other thing with with this whole uh, situation is that I remember a long time ago my friend had a Honda Passport, which I guess they're bringing back, or they have brought back the Honda Passport. But it was there was a, this little uproar when it was discovered that the it was just a Honda stamp. But it was really, I think, a GMC Jimmy thing that that, mm-hmm. that put a, had a Honda covering on it or something. But at the time, even I remember going, "That's that happens all the time." The, 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 you might find a Chevy Malibu that actually has a Toyota Corolla part in it or whatever, and they just they just share and swap. Now the the idea is to get as much of the good parts in one car as you can, and that's when you have a name like Toyota and Subaru joining together. There's not there's no concern there. No, you don't worry about that as much. Yeah. Big two big time uh, uh, brands like that getting together is fine. Now I've got a problem with you and Lloyd right now, though. A big time is it problem. About Nicholas Cage. It is because I said Nicholas Cage is a bad actor who makes bad movies, and I love them, and I love him. That's what I said. And Lloyd went to Twitter and completely misrepresented me on Twitter, Jeff Miller. It's debatable. He said that I think. I'm not even going to say it because he'll save it and, and replay it. But he said th- things that I didn't say about Nicolas Cage. So well, if, we need to know what those things no, are. Well, you read it then. You oh, read what on. you wrote. That's, that's it's a not that bad, misrepresentation. Good actor, hey, bad actor. I, I'm going to vote. Nicolas Cage. Good actor. He's not. He's a oh, bad actor. 64% okay. good. <laughs> For some unknown reason, Austin Hort, ha- Horton hates Nicolas Cage and thinks he is a horrendous actor that should have all his movies ripped from history. Not what I said so in the slightest. <laughs> not even close. Fairly. No, not I because I said the name Nicolas Cage. I think that was pretty close to what he said. No. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You guys could work for Fox, Sport, Fox News. All right, uh, 855-340-ZONE. We'll be, watching this, this. we'll be watching this Lloyd poll throughout the show. It's, it's, right now we have 36 votes. The, it's it's persuading it, the audience. It's well, wrong. persuade the audience the other way. I can't. He's put falsehoods into the poll question that I can't change. Well, this is actually you need a little to be a better than debater than this. Huh? You this is actually, be a better negotiator and debater than this. It, that's not even true. The guy can't. The guy puts out a falsehood on Twitter, and I can't edit his tweets. How could I debate something I can't touch? That's false. <laughs> Good actor, bad actor. 
Nicholas Cage, 855-340-Zone. All right, uh, squishy brakes. What is a squishy brake? When you hear the term squishy brake, what does that mean? Pushes in when brake fluid needs to be flushed and be issues. Brakes okay. are getting bad when they get squishy. I didn't. I've never, never experienced heard squishy, squishy brakes. No. Uh, squishy brakes. Here's why: a deep dive into the world of hydraulic brakes and all of their problems. Uh, you find the leak, replace the part, bleed the system. Pretty simple. But sometimes you don't see a leak. But that's never stopped uh, people from replacing parts. If you know what you're looking for, you'll generally find why your brake pedal doesn't respond quite the way it should. So when what what is happening here? When you push your brake and it gives, it, it goes in further yeah, than it should. Yeah, when it becomes squishy. It feels like you're pushing on your foot on a, like a squishy toy. That means there's air in the hose, right? There's air in the lines. Okay. Yeah, I mean there's uh-huh. air in the lines that need to be flushed and drained and refilled with brake fluid. And now, how would air get in there other than during a brake change? And they didn't pump or, them. Or, le- little, or leaks in the line. They didn't bleed the line yeah. or something. So uh, this I'm not going to read this whole article on what causes breaks and how to fix them. But uh, the reason I want to bring it up, and people are probably going to get annoyed of hearing me say this every single week, but we no longer have safety checks nope. in this state because we have been entrusted to be adults and responsible citizens. Because of those big bad car retailers that are just taking advantage of you in their service departments. <laughs> That's what we do. I don't uh, know if you knew that. That's what the legislature thinks you do, Jeff. Right? It, it's and not hence, what we do? Uh, I've not experienced that at your, oh, okay. at your establishment ever. In fact, last week I waxed poetically for 40 minutes about the incredible service I had. Uh, at Mark Miller Subaru Midtown recently. So, uh, no, but they have entrusted us uh, quite hilariously to report ourselves and get our own cars fixed when things need to be done instead of having been told to be told to do it. And what is happening? The Highway Patrol has reported higher rates of accidents, higher causes based on failing equipment and hardware on vehicles that are causing these accidents. So when you notice something wrong with your car, and I don't mean just you happen to notice. You should be checking these things. Please go get it looked at. Please get it fixed for your own sake, but especially for the sake of me and my family on the road out there. Right? It's such a crazy idea. Maybe you should, if you're driving a thousand-pound piece of machinery around the road, you should maybe get it checked out occasionally. You can't tell me what to do, big government. You stay away from my car. I'll drive what I want to drive when I want to yeah, drive it. Uh, so anyway, but uh, you know, I was talking to Coach Chiesa yesterday who was doing the pre-half and post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, and he lives up in the mountains. And he's lived up in the mountains for 30-something years. And uh, he said that, you know, of course he's had to always have an all-wheel drive vehicle get up there, but now you're required by law if you're going up one of the, uh, is it small? Uh, uh, little Cottonwood. Little Cottonwood. Little Cottonwood. Little Cottonwood, Small Cottonwood. You think small Cottonwood's happy about your car in it's small Cottonwood? <laughs> Little Cottonwood, you can't go up there unless you got all-wheel drive. That's the, that's the law now. That's how it should be. You are risking people's lives. Well, but, but here's my problem. Why can they make that a law, but they can also make it a law to not have to have your car checked on the other, on the other roads? Why is Little Cottonwood so special that they have to protect people in Little Cottonwood, but they don't care about the millions of us on I-15. That, among other things, is things that we could talk about in another type of show that this is not. Okay. The Utah Legislature Show. Should we start a Utah policy show? Honestly, I think I think if we had any guts, we would have a politics podcast, but none of us have any guts. Yeah, so. that'd, be, that'd be rough. I got a business to keep up. <laughs> hey, if you'd like to, go ahead. Have fun. <laughs> It'll be the end of my career in about eight days, maybe less. <laughs> All right. Uh, the 2020 dead car list is growing. Cars that are dying in 2020. I think it'll be lots of producer runs because of politics on the show. <laughs> hey, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that at all. No? You're not going to go off that one? Mm. All right, uh, where did this list go? Uh, bring out your dead. Here are the cars discontinued for 2020. Uh, the Ford Flex, which I know is just going to break your heart, Jeff. Hans Olsen used to drive around a Ford Flex. Really? Maybe he still does. Does Hans still drive a Ford Flex? Uh, his wife did. And, oh, she uh, did? No, she does not. It's, Those it's were gone really now. ugly. They were bad. They were bad looking. Uh, the Infiniti Q70. 
Well, it's not a bad car. No, it's a it's a good looking car. It's a good performing car, but it's not selling, so they're killing it. This one I'm glad is going away. The Fiat 500 and 500e, uh, the the two door yeah. uh, golf cart that just gets in everyone's uh, way. The 2018, and this will break Gordon Monson's heart. The 2018, or I'm sorry, not the 20. The Aston Martin Vanquish is being killed next next year. So if you wanted an Aston Martin Vanquish. Get out there and get one while you can. This one made me sad a little bit, though. The Buick LaCrosse. The Buick LaCrosse is no more. Did you ever... I liked... I, I had a LaCrosse. I had a Buick LeSabre once that my grandmother passed yeah, down to me. Yeah, we used to sell Buick LaCrosses. Did you? Yeah, it's not a bad-looking car. What does Buick make anymore? The, the Enclave? The Enclave. That, that's their SUV, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I'm a little wow. off on that one. All right, so the Buick LaCrosse going away. The Buick Cascada is going away. The Audi A3 Cabriolet, which is also it's a it's a sport car kind of thing, isn't it? Oh no, yeah, it's a sport car. The the smart car for two. Have you ever been no, in a smart are, car? They're not smart. They aren't. They're so they're dumb. Little. And they get they don't get that good of gas mileage. Like you think a little golf cart like that would be getting ninety miles a gallon. It literally is a golf cart. And it gets like thirty five miles a gallon. Forty miles a gallon. So they didn't Buick, make a sound though, Jeff. Buick actually makes a lot of cars. What are they what else do they make? Man. Who would have thought? What is Buick making? They still have the Regal. They do? Yeah. I have well, I don't remember the last time I saw a Buick Regal. Still have the Regal. Still have the Encore. Oh the Encore, yeah. The Envision. Yeah, yeah. The Enclave. The Enclave, yeah. The more Regals. The Lacrosse is going away. Cascada. That's that convertible. Oh, that's the one on here that's dying. Yeah. The Buick Cascada. And that's it. But they make a lot of different versions of each. Uh, the Cadillac STS is going away, as is the Infiniti QX30. The Buick has a high level of age as the average buyer. <laughs> That's a, a former, that's a nice a way to say it. As a former Buick retailer, I could tell you that it was a it's an older demo that we had in the uh, Subaru world. They weren't as obvious in the name of their car as Oldsmobile. Yeah, but they share a demographic. Yeah, it was it was pretty old. Yeah, I mean we uh, everyone's grandma and grandpa had a Buick. As a forward thinking retailer, we would probably have oxygen hookups. Okay. <laughs> you would not. If they were still doing it. Uh, the Chevy Cruze, which shouldn't be news to anybody. I think about it, though. Like, if you've got three or four customers a day bringing in oxygen tanks with you, why why not put a little oxygen system It's not in? a terrible idea. Yeah, let them plug in, save their tank. How would you, yeah, I guess. How yeah, would you? Have you little plug-ins on the wall like a hospital? Yeah, right. Yeah. But you'd have to have a CO tank somewhere in the yeah, car. Yeah, you have, have an oxygen tank somewhere in the dealership that supplies all the lines. It'd be a nice service for your customer. But then you're driving around with an oxygen no, I'm tank about in the re- in the dealership while they're, oh. like in, while they're like waiting in service. I thought you meant to plug it's into like, like in their car. a USB in your car. Like a USB. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. If you, how funny would that be if you like came out with the oxygen feature on their car? You like see a USB port? You just plug your oxygen right in. That's what I thought you were going with there. You're talking in the in the dealership in the store. I like it. Also, not a bad idea. I think we can figure these things I out. I think you will, actually. I can see you. Th- this is, you're not joking. You're going to do this. If I started a Buick franchise, I'd be sad, but <laughs> you'd be poor. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chevy Impala. It's going away. That's not surprised to anybody. The Ford Taurus, the Chevy Volt, and the Chevrolet Corvette C7. Those are all dying, Jeff. Any of those break your heart? Well, the Corvette got a new Corvette. So, just so, the C7's yeah, going away. Right, it's just like one thing. <laughs> it's just but, this no, little one. Not that I'm going to lose sleep over. Uh, what's the worst car you ever drove? The worst car I ever drove? Pontiac Sunfire. You might be the wrong person to ask. I drove a Pontiac Sunfire for a little while. But that's but that's a cool car. It was all right. It was all right. It was like a little little Pontiac thing. Do you know what the thing about it is? And I it was 16 years old, so of course I never did this. Okay. But... They they actually highlighted that car at auto shows that you could fit a six pack in the glove box. <laughs> no joke at an auto show like they. What? I am not lying. That you could Google Pontiac Sunfire. That's six-pack. illegal. No, it's not to have a six pack while you're driving. To drink it. Oh, not this to, is just to not just to, to store it. Why would you want that though? 
to bring it to a place. I don't well, know. why wouldn't you just? Was it cool? Was it like insulated in the glove box to no. keep it cold? Or? it was just the glove box was big enough and it would fit a six pack. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm gonna find this article before uh, the show's over. I, by the way, I hate glove boxes. I do not appreciate the glove compartment. And uh, first of all, starting with the name, how old is that? That it was made for gloves. But that's it, it, I just I don't like them. They're everything that you think, oh, I might need this someday, but you should probably actually throw it away. You throw it in there. Then when you get pulled over and you open it, it all falls out like Fibber McGee's closet. And you've got a mess on your hands all over the place. So I'm not a big fan of the, of the glove compartment. Well, it's not. Built, it's just a it's, junk locker. Where are you supposed to put your gloves then? <laughs> I just said there's, there's no one uses gloves anymore. What are no you one drives about? With I walked gloves. in with gloves. Not driving. You wear gloves today. You don't wear it's driving like, gloves. It's like 45 degrees outside. I like to stay toasty. Oh, all right. He's a he's a little soft. <laughs> he's a little soft. He's new to the he's new I'm to prepared. the climate. <laughs> no, I'm prepared. But see, you didn't put them in the glove box. You came, you kept them with you and brought them in. You're supposed to pl- place no, no, them no, in no. The I glove put them box. in the glove box and then I got them out and put them on. But you didn't leave them in the glove box. Is the point? Well, I wore them in because it's cold outside. <laughs> it's not. It's, I didn't wear. All right. Anyway, uh, what were we looking up? I'm trying to find the Sunfire glove box. Oh, yeah, 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 to show me that you could fit a six-pack in there. Mm. But I was going to say, you're probably the wrong person to ask what's probably the not. worst vehicle you've driven. I've driven some pretty nice cars. Yeah, you have grew up around nice cars. But I never drove, like, really nice cars. I always drove I drove nice new cars. I mean, Lamborghinis. I, and... I never drove, like, $50,000, $60,000 cars. No, of either. course yeah. not. Yeah. But, but you had access to a car. Yeah, I generally and... drove Subarus, though. I generally drove Outbacks. So I would, when I was 16, right when the Outback came out. Okay. So the Outback came out in 1995. I like the look of the old vintage. Is it vintage now? Yeah. They had to be green. Yes, they were green. Yeah, you had to get Forest green. green? Yeah. yeah, you had to get green. Uh, I still remember when they put the, the stupid Eddie Bauer on the Ford Explorer or whatever. The forest green Eddie yeah, Bauer su- version. Yeah, Super had one too. Did they? It was L.L. Bean. Oh, theirs was L.L. Bean. Yeah, Subaru's L.L. Bean. <laughs> so. that, that lasted well in the 2000s. Did it really? Oh, yeah, the L.L. Bean edition. That what? was the. What'd you get with the finer the, leather? It's the I equivalent don't... now of what you'd call a touring. Oh, okay. So All it's right. like a little nicer featured car. Like the leather's a little nicer. It was embossed with L.L. Bean on it. <laughs> a little L.L. Bean logo on the back of it. Well, that was like the nice six cylinder Outback it was an L.L. Bean edition. Huh. It's just weird to me that they had to put it their was name a nice on it. nice cross promotion. I'm sure it was a fine. L.L. Bean signified outdoorsy then. Not anymore. But Are they in business still? I assume so. Is Eddie Bauer in business still? Is anyone in business not named Amazon? I wonder that. I wonder about Eddie that. Eddie Bauer is, is still in business. Where is Eddie Bauer around here? I feel like it's like Fashion Place Mall. There is an Eddie Bauer that you can walk in, in and yeah, see a fly so. fishing yeah, pole next to a yep. bunch of shirts. You okay. can still buy L.L. Bean, too. It's still in shopping malls and online. Okay, great. There you go. But you cannot buy an L.L. Bean super can't get Outback. an L.L. Bean car anymore, no. All right, that's, uh, this is Utah Car Sense. That's our number one. Coming up next, take more of your phone calls. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in shares with us a question, a comment, a story. Is entered to win a four-pack of VIP lounge movie passes. So call us, 855-340-ZONE. What annoys you the most about the drivers around you? Love to hear from you. Also, a woman in West Virginia got in a car wreck. And it looked a lot worse than it actually was. Tell you what what was going on there. It's all good news. Tell you about it next. John Utah Car Sense.